Welcome to the seventh episode in our series to explore and expand your connection with your inner voice, your soul. I'm Gil Rowland and... I'm Soul Dancer, your co-host. For a journey, we invite you to join with us. In our seventh episode, we dance with the music of release. Release provides a potent melody to dissolve maladies. When you catch your ego making release difficult, what do you do? To help your dance with release become more easy, we created a powerfully simple exercise for you to explore. This exercise offers you the chance to experience the full cycle of release, to include receiving as well. Just so you know, our Soul Talk builds upon prior podcasts. Is this class your first experience with us? And if so, when you have time, click to bit.ly forward slash OST radio. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash OST radio. Access all past classes as well as discover what we have in store for you. Our site includes a link to our Patreon page as well. Patreon makes it so easy to support us as we support you. Click to the Patreon button found on bit.ly forward slash OST radio to access additional resources to include transcripts of this podcast. Okay, time to find a notepad or start a new file to capture questions and the exercise soul has conjured up (laughs) for this week's Dance with Release. Mr. Musician. That's Rockstar to you. Oh, beg your pardon. <laughs> Rockstar. <laughs> yes. In your humble opinion, how many songs, their focus, their topic, their ballad is release? Oh, I would say probably more than half the songs that have <laughs> I love you as the theme. <laughs> I want to be with you. No, I can't wait to get rid of you. You know, just please go away. Yeah. So at least half the songs out there in pop vocal is something to do with releasing something. And most of them are either blues songs or country songs, yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> Which begs the old question, what happens when you play a country western music record backwards? And that would be? You get your house back, you get your dog back, you get your wife back, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's so old. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, week... Seven of our 52-week journey with you. And we are fundamentally aware of the fact that each week that we present new material could, in essence, take you a year to digest. So by no means do you need to, quote, keep up the pace with us as you're going through this journey. If something we present to you really rattles your cage, shakes up that snow globe that we talked about at the very beginning of this journey... Take your time. There's no rush. Gil, what happens when we rush release? When you rush a release, even though you may cognizantly think that you are releasing something, there are still stigma and indicators that you actually still have an attachment. I don't suppose you have any personal examples you'd like to offer our audience. Ah, just recently, I... How can I put this? I was engaged in a conversation with someone who, let's just say for all intents and purposes, we both had a mutual attraction for each other. And in so just basically our conversations and talk as we were getting closer and everything, 
it was told to me that regardless of whatever connection we had, it didn't really mean anything. What? I was told. It didn't mean anything. It didn't mean that that would meant that would be the person for me per se, just because we had flow and chemistry and probably too much of it. And there were some boundaries trying to be drawn pretty much. And because these boundaries were being drawn, but at the same time, also being obliterated for whatever reason, the way I read that was, well, these boundaries that you are drawing the constructs, in fact, they're getting in the way of flow. Right. And because they were getting in the way of flow from my perspective, the other person's perspective was, no, these are boundaries that I need in order to ascertain and stay objective. Ah, so because it. they felt that it was a good thing, I felt the exact opposite. These are constructs and you're blocking flow. Just go with it. If you're truly in connection with somebody else, why would you need a boundary? So what was blocking your release to this? What was blocking my release to it was I was in flow. See, when you're in flow in any kind of relationship, as far as I'm concerned, an attachment is there, an emotional one. It just is a natural, effortless thing. Kind of like bubblegum stuck to the bottom of your shoe. It, that's a way to put it, yeah. <laughs> now, there are two ways to view attachments, though. Let's go with two people in love. Two people in love, if they are attached, it is a beneficial to both of them because it is now a two-way street of, I well, was, they're feeding the energy. They're yeah, co-creating. Correct. Eros energy, to, right. as the Greeks would say. And it's a feel-good emotion. Now, some people, some scientists would say, oh, that's just endorphins come, coming in and all of the chemical reactions well, and all well, of the well. rest of it. And other people would say that, well, that is just now you're putting on the love goggles. You now are having right. the filters. Love is blind. Exactly. So regardless of however you look at it, in my case, in both of these two instances, keep things clear. Which we talked about in one of our other episodes. Yes. Clarity. Clarity, exactly. In my perspective, however, if you go in with both eyes wide open and you were objective to begin with, when you allow a connection like that to happen, regardless of how the love goggles get put on you or not, you still went in with eyes open. In other words, the past of what you saw with clarity isn't blurring anything as you're going through it. In fact, in my opinion, it actually heightens it. No arguments here. I think we got a little too deep too fast. I want your permission to get a little more, shall we say, graphically common stuff, and then we can dive back deep. Okay, Perry Mason. When you have a sensation that you've got to pee or poop, <laughs> what do you do? Well, my first inclination is to find where the nearest bathroom is. And if you don't? Then you hold it all in. And then what happens? Oh, then things get interesting because then you start doing a dance. <laughs> and let's say there isn't a toilet available. Now what happens? <laughs> now you're really trying to figure you're out. You're really doing a dance, yeah, right? Exactly. What's my point? At some point, you are going to have to release whatever it is that is causing you to do these <laughs> biorhythmic maneuvers or have a rather <laughs> well, interesting incident to talk about yes exactly i guess my point ladies and gentlemen is the moment i get the sensation that i need to relieve myself i pay attention to it because i know what will happen if i don't why do you think moms and dads are constantly telling their children do you have to go potty before they walk out the door right so my point with framing our discussion around release is 
pay attention, the first inkling that you need to truly release something, pay attention to it, honor it. I've noticed that the more I ignore the awareness that I should release something, I'm storing it. I'm sticking to it. I'm making it more difficult to release. It's like with anything. Let's go with a negative incident, for example. You don't process the negative incident, but you want it to go away as fast as you possibly can. You stuff it. You stuff it. Or Men never stuff it. Do they, Gil? Never. <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Basically, what most people do, if we'll just make it more plain, is it's a negative aspect. I'm going to throw it in the closet of all of the other negative circumstances and situations of things I don't like dealing with. And I'm going to lock it behind and just keep moving forward. At least in theory. <laughs> Until one day the neighbors are talking about you. Well, he was always such a quiet person. We don't know why. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go with the usual misnomer of Thanksgiving dinner with the family. Oh, good God. And you know when the turkey comes out and you got the pumpkin pie and you got Aunt Mabel on one side and you got Uncle Jerry on the other one and everybody is just about to tear into one, something else gets torn into something else. Oh, God. <laughs> And now I know why I host homeless for the holidays all the time. <laughs> for some reason, inadvertently, or it is by choice, all of those bones that were in that closet that got stuffed out, all of a sudden, for some reason, the lock magically unlocks. up. And all those bones come a-tumbling on all out. And normally, it's usually on the person who's across the table, or even worse, next to them. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need scripted reality shows. All we need to do is tape... Holiday dinners. Exactly. And just air them. <laughs> exactly. Get the popcorn out, take a seat, and just watch the sparks fly. Aloha. Thank you for joining us for the first few minutes of this class. How's it going so far? Of course, we have more for you when you're ready. Please visit the clickable link below or bit.ly forward slash ost. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash O-S-T Patreon to gain instant access to the rest of this class. When you have full access to this class, you can also download the audio file as well as full transcript files. Kindly know your support helps us support you. Thank you for your support by joining our Soul Talks Patreon family. Aloha!